This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. I am Vince Russo. This is Don and Juan. And this is a bucket full of chicken necks. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the show. She's standing by the kitchen stove. Man, I got to tell you, uh, I was uh, I was a little down on myself when as the Major League Baseball season ended and the playoffs began, my predictions this year were so freaking off, so off. Two years ago before the season started, I predicted – the Atlanta Braves were going to win the World Series, and they did. Last year, I predicted the Phillies were going to be in the World Series, and they were. This year, I predicted the World Series was going to be the Padres and the Mariners. Neither team made the playoffs. I was really down on myself because I pride myself on my baseball knowledge. But uh, after last night, I have completely taken the heat off of myself. There is nobody. I mean nobody. I don't think any living, breathing, crapping, peeing human being on this planet picked the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. Nobody. Nobody. Smoltzy, nobody picked this World Series. And listen, man, I keep saying this over and over and over again. The regular season means nothing. All you have to do is get in. And for those of you who think television ratings don't matter, even though you yourself know that's bullshit, those who think television ratings don't matter are those who get shitty television ratings. So they've convinced themselves that they don't matter. Yeah, bro, go talk to any Fox executive this morning. See how they feel about a Texas-Arizona World Series where the ratings will be in the absolute shitter. Go talk to them, bro, and see if ratings don't matter. The thing I am really interested in is one of my uh, idols, my my mentors, uh, Mad Dog Christopher Russo, made the comment going into game six that if the Arizona Diamondbacks won the last two games, he would retire on the spot. So I am very, very, very anxious to watch uh, Chris Russo today on MLB uh, High Heat and uh, see see what he does, bro. He said he will retire on the spot. So I'm very interested to to see that. But uh, 
Yeah, bro. Nobody, nobody, nobody predicted this, bro. But I am not going to bore you today with baseball. I want to discuss a tweet yesterday that I've not talked about yet. So this is a exclusive directed at me by Ric Flair uh, on Twitter. And before I do that, I am going to share my screen with you so you can see what what comments he is addressing. Um, This was on Sports Kita. I do a couple of shows on there a week. Give them a uh, shout out. Bro, let's 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 just face it and be honest. Let's let's call it what it is. Okay. Ric Flair's absolute dream is to go out in the middle of a wrestling that 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 to him that is the perfect story for the end of Ric Flair that is the perfect final last chapter he died in a wrestling ring I I really believe that's what he wants, Chris. I really do. And listen, man, bro, he can go out and do whatever he wants. I mean, it doesn't doesn't affect me one way or another. But I'm telling you, bro, I honestly believe that that is his fairy tale. And you know how, bro, listen, musicians have died on stage. Sure. You know, and like that, that was Tiny Tim, man, who, who I love and adored, died on stage. And, and there's something about being a legend when you die doing what you've loved to yeah. do. Yeah. And I, I swear, bro, I honestly believe that is somewhere in the back of his mind. Well, Vincent, it appears heroic. It's, it's that, it's that yeah. type of psychological effect of the, the hero dying his last, you know, uh, final battle, you know, still dying as a hero. And that's what he's going to be known as. It's and Randy, so, remember, remember the wrestler, Randy the Ram? Randy the Ram. The yeah. end of the movie? Well, I mean, yeah. that's that's it. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. what it is, bro. Yeah, he, want, he wants to. All right, guys, so there you have my comments about um, Ric Flair and my thoughts about him wanting to go out like a hero. Now, obviously, bro, I did not say anything insulting in that uh, soundbite, uh, derogatory, discrediting, nothing at all. But I I really felt and believed, uh, you know, he has said publicly numerous times, He's got one more left in him. He's got one more left in him. He's got one more left in him. And I honestly felt that um, this this is the way Ric Flair wanted to go out. Um, And, uh, you know, I was just calling it what it was and what I thought. And, uh, you know, not discrediting... uh, uh, um, Rick, not saying anything bad about Rick. I've got nothing to say bad about Rick Flair, bro. I really don't. Rick Flair, you know, when we worked together, man, when we were working together, he was always very respectful to me, man. And I was always very respectful to him. I, I Since I've never buried him in, in, in interviews or anything like that. And I even remember, bro, a couple of years ago, when I was long gone out of the business, I called in a favor to Ric Flair to, to go on the radio with me in Denver. And he went without hesitation, man. 
And he didn't owe me anything. I was not in a position that I could do anything for him. But he gladly came on the show, and I never forgot that. So I don't, I've never, ever spoken derogatory about Ric Flair. You know, bro, there, there, there's the other side with the, you know, the dark side of the ring and, and that story and, you know, Flair with the drinking and, and whatnot. Now, I, I, I do not promote that. I am not a fan of that. Obviously, bro, I don't know all those circumstances. I wasn't on that airplane. I got no idea. Um, you know, the, 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 the drinking and, um, you know, just stuff like that. Listen, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. I am not a drinker. Uh, I am a family man. You know, Rick has, um, stated several times that he, you know, more or less put his family on the back burner for wrestling. He has said that. Um, that's not what I would do. I did it for a couple of years and caught myself and ended it quickly. But like I said, bro, it is Rick's life, man. I'm not here to sit here and judge his life. He can do whatever he wants to do. So I have always been respectful to him in that capacity. But I was very surprised when he answered back to that clip that I just showed you. And his response was this. For the first time at the Vince Russo, so he's addressing me, for the first time, Vince Russo, I totally agree with you. We've had our differences, probably because of Bischoff, but he's an issue in everyone's life. I left my entire family behind trying to be the best I could be in professional wrestling. I totally agree with you that I would love to die in the ring. I spent my entire life there, so why not? Woo! Thank you for the respect which Eric Bischoff has never shown me. Yeah. Um, listen, bro, there were a lot of people in the wrestling business a lot of real old school wrestlers, you know, that did, did not respect me and did not respect the fact that I didn't put years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years into the business before I got my spot. You know, it's, it's the old, who did he ever beat? And that's how a lot of the, the, the elder statesmen looked, looked at me when I was working in the business and working side by side with a lot of them. You know, they, they felt I should have came up like, like a Pritchard or I should have came up like a Heyman or one of these people. I didn't, bro. And, and, and am, am I supposed to apologize for that? that I was doing other things in my life and I really didn't get into the wrestling business till I was about, I don't know, bro, 32, 33, somewhere around there. Am I supposed to apologize for that? I'm, I'm sorry if I'm supposed to. I'm not going to. I was just not a lifer. There were other things I wanted to do with my life. When those things did not work out, 
I got a job in wrestling, and once I got in, in, in the door, I climbed the ladder rather quickly. So I am not ever going to apologize for that. You know, if, if, if you think I should have paid my dues and I should have been in the trenches taking uh, photographs at ringside or selling programs, whatever, bro, like whatever, you can believe that all you want. But the reality of the situation is I was a lot more successful from those selling programs at six years old and taking photographs ringside. Why? Because I brought a different perspective to the business. I never allowed myself to live in the bubble, bro. I wanted to have that casual fan perspective. That was very important to my job. So when Rick says we've had our differences, that was his difference with me. That I wasn't around forever. I had no differences with Ric Flair, bro. I will tell you that right now. I had no differences with him. You know, he he thinks uh, or or he thought, I don't know where he stands now, that when I came in and the filthy animals buried him in a desert, he took that as me burying his career. Now, whether that was from Bischoff, whether that was from Hogan, who knows where that came from? That was never the case, bro. That was a storyline. That's what it was. I had, I had no intention whatsoever of burying Ric Flair's career. My idea was, bro, one by one by one, I was going to find a way to get rid of the legends and then they were going to reunite. They were going to unite and come back as the Avengers. That was the storyline, bro. But because of the level of paranoia, Hulk thought I wanted to get rid of him and Rick thought I wanted to get rid of him. Meanwhile, my bonuses depended on ratings. And what were Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan? They were ratings, bro. As a matter of fact, man, they'll always be ratings. But at that point in time, they were just being positioned incorrectly by WCW. So I needed to make an adjustment. And I could have told the both of them till I was blue in the face. This is a storyline, guys. But in their minds, and again, whoever was talking to them, Whoever was talking to them, oh, Vince Russo is trying to get rid of you. That was bullshit from the start. So I'm not sure what different, maybe he's talking about differences in philosophy, psychology, whatever, bro. I never had any differences with Rick. I never had Rick pitch me something or tell me something or give his opinion on something that I didn't agree with. That never happened. So he's talking about his differences with me, whatever they are. Then he brings up probably because of Bischoff. So I I don't know, bro. Was he talking to Eric Bischoff back then? Was Eric Bischoff the one planting these seeds in his head? I don't know. But Flair himself is saying we probably had differences and that probably had a a lot to do with Eric Bischoff. So now let's get to the crux of what he's really saying. I left my entire family behind trying to be the best I could in professional wrestling. Bro, 
there were a couple of years, and and it shames me to admit this. There were a couple of years where I put my family on the back burner. I put my family on the back burner. And, bro, it wasn't even about my job or my career. It wasn't about any of that. It was about the challenge, man. You know, when when you get a rating every week and you keep trying to get those ratings higher and higher and higher, it becomes a challenge. You know, I, 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 I would think, you know, almost like going back to baseball. It's almost like a major leaguer, you know, trying to hit 400 and he's getting closer and closer to the end of the year. And he's so close to that number and that number just takes him over. So I guess I was just obsessed with how high could I get that number? So I understand that, bro. Uh, so he says, I left my entire family beyond trying to be the best I could be in professional in the in professional wrestling. I totally agree with you that I would love to die in the ring. So Flair is saying, my thoughts, my opinions, and my feelings were true. That he would love to die in the ring. Then he goes on to say, I spent my entire life there. So why not? Gives out a woo. Thank you for the respect, which Eric Bischoff has never shown me. So, man, he's still got it. He's still got Eric Bischoff in his craw, man, after all these years. But here's the thing, man. When he talks about, I would love to die in the ring. I spent my entire life there. So why not? I, I mean, bro, this is, this is what I would say to Ric Flair. Bro, it's Ric Flair's life. And obviously, whereas I'm sure he has some regrets, bro, we all have to have regrets in some aspect of our lives. Um, I am I am quite sure that he would say, I live the life I wanted to live. Um, may, and maybe he would say, you know, the family, that was a regret. I've seen him say that in documentaries. Where when he reflects back, he knows the damage that was done with the family because of this um, love of pro wrestling. And he put everything, everything, everything in the pro wrestling basket while neglecting his family. Bro, he has recognized that and he has stated that. but. The one thing I would say to Rick is, bro, it's never too late. You are still here, bro. You are on this planet. You are living. You are breathing. You still have family. It is never too late, bro. You can repair relationships. You can fix relationships. You can, you know, alter your priorities in life. But you have to want to. And if Ric Flair doesn't want to, and if he wants wrestling to remain the priority, bro, that's up to Ric Flair, man. It is 100% Flair's life. Flair can live it any way he chooses. And he is certainly entitled to write the, the final chapters of his book 
the way he wants to write them. It is his life. But I got to tell you, man, if there are Flair fans out there that would actually believe it would be a cool thing for Ric Flair to die in a wrestling ring, I can tell you, quite frankly, that's not something I'd like to see. Um, Ric Flair is already, uh, uh, when it comes to wrestling and between those ropes, Ric Flair is already a hero. Ric Flair is already a legend. Ric Flair has already done everything that Ric Flair could possibly do. Ric Flair left it all out there, bro. All out there for many, 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 many years. Absolutely, arguably, the best in the business. When I say arguably, of course, you know, Hulk Hogan comes to mind. I don't want to disrespect Hulk. But um, arguably, the absolute greatest professional wrestler of all time. So to me, you don't have to die in a wrestling ring to go down as a hero. You have already achieved that status. And I, for one, would would be devastated if that happened and would feel terrible if that happened and would think it's a tragedy if that would ever happen. Um, but I am not Ric Flair. And it is his life, and it is his book, and it, 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 it's, it's his chapters in that book. Um, I would hate to see that. I would absolutely hate to see that. And I know the reaction to some would be exactly what Rick is saying. That would no doubt be the reaction of some, but not to me, not to me. I I mentioned in that clip, I was a huge fan of Tiny Tim. Uh, I think I first saw Tiny Tim around 1969, which would have put me at about eight years old. This Tiny Tim was one of the greatest character gimmicks of all time. You name it. I fell in love with this dude. Um, Tiny Tim died on stage. And you know what? That would have probably been what Tiny Tim wanted, much like Ric Flair. But when I when I saw this footage, my breath was taken away. I was I was devastated. I was heartbroken because there, there was almost a sense of him dying alone, loving what he did. And to me, there there was sadness in that. And there was a level of of tragedy to that. Those were my feelings. And I kind of feel similar when it comes to Flair. Brother, you got nothing to prove to anybody, bro. Anybody. There is nobody, when it comes to your career... I'm not talking about the personal side. I'm talking about a wrestling career, a resume. When it comes to that, bro, it can easily be said, you were the greatest of all time, bro. 
you were the greatest of all time. It's almost like, would Babe Ruth have had anything else to prove? Is there anything Babe Ruth could have proven? When you've done it all, bro, you've done it all. And in my view and my opinion, Ric Flair has done it all. So nature boy, man, I love you, bro. Um, Again, like you said, maybe we didn't always see eye to eye. You thought I was trying to go one way. I was going another way. That's all wrestling bullshit, bro. That's all water under the bridge. But uh, I, for one, respect you, will always respect you for what you did in that ring. You will always go down as the greatest. And me personally, I would just hate to see the story end this way. But that's me, everybody. That is my opinion, man. If you have any thoughts, you can always write to me at officialvincerusso at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you next time.